Go Sweat, I'm Jack Brady, and this is The Sweatcast, the weekly podcast that provides industry knowledge about the latest trends in the world of sport and fitness. Okay, everybody, welcome back for another edition of The Sweatcast. I am your host, Jack Brady. With me, as always, is the co-founder of Go Sweat, Alex Hind, and our special guest today is Robert Russell, who specializes in personal development sports mindset and hypnotherapy so robert welcome uh to the podcast we're happy to have you on hi there jack yeah great to be here with both you and alex yeah (laughs) so to start why don't you just uh introduce yourself a little bit and tell us how you kind of got into this line of work okay so uh if we go back quite a bit i was actually in the commercial world and i did uh, i was working in property and did that until the end of the 80s. And I'd, you probably won't remember, but the end of the 80s was a huge recession. And property sort of died somewhat. And I thought, do I carry on and continue with property and see this period through? Or do I retrain? And I'd always been interested in, in personal development, particularly in property, because with property I was doing a lot of sales. And I was always doing quite well. And many other people didn't actually get the sales that, that they wanted to, or they didn't perform at the same level. So I would read a lot of self-help books, and I knew they helped me, and it was something that interested me. And, and I looked around for some courses. I thought, I wonder if there's some courses, and there was a course on actual hypnosis or hypnotherapy. I thought, well, I'll do that. It was an 18-month course, and I did that. And, and that's how I graduated. That was 1991. So uh, how many? That's about 26 years. Yeah, something like that, 26, 27 years. 1991 and and to start with I just saw people with with problems such as um, wanting to lose weight stop smoking uh, phobias post-traumatic stress disorder this sort of thing but eventually you know you you, you generally tend to specialize and I'd always been interested in performance as I said in terms of the work sphere but also in terms of, of sporting performance I thought, that's kind of neat, I'd, I'd like to get involved in that more. And I went on a few additional courses and then started seeing one or two sports uh, players and sports people. One of the first people I saw um, was a guy who did uh, British superbike uh, r- uh, riding, a guy called Neil McKenzie. And so he had been sort of third, fourth, fifth in the championships for the last two or three years. And he wanted to, you know, obviously get up there and be first in the championship. So we did some work together and he then um, managed to be first three years in a row. You know, not in every race, but got the championship three years in a row. So we, you know, we applied a lot of the things um, that I had learned and then I developed them further because I sort of put the hypnosis into it. Uh, and, and it went from there. So sport is, is a big field that I do. There's also business development. And I enjoy going into companies uh, and where we do goal setting or um, fear of public speaking. Well, wow, that's a big yeah. one. <laughs> that's the number one fear in the top. world, apparently. <laughs> yeah, the number one. Um, but most people just avoid it. Mm. So they, they, ne- they never confront it. They just avoid it. And... Um, so going into companies will help uh, just getting people motivated. And you see, motivation can be about 
business, but it can be about sport. And I know with Go Sweat, you know, you, you guys deal a lot with people who, you know, are getting fit and, and going to gyms and dealing with sport and all this sort of thing. Um, and some people know what they want to do, um, but for some people it's that motivation to get them to do it more often or to get them to push themselves at the sphere of, of uh, professional or high amateur sports. Obviously, it's about, about winning, about achieving. But for most people, it's just an everyday event of just doing the very best you can for yourself, which a lot of us, we don't, you know, me included sometimes, we don't unless we find a way to push ourselves, to extend ourselves, so that we um, can get more of, of what we want. Because everybody knows the answer, even if you take something like weight. You know, somebody came to me for weight, says, I want to lose weight. Obviously, you, you say to them, well, eat less Exercise more, <laughs> and, and uh, now give me my hundred, yeah, <laughs> give me my hundred and twenty pounds. Off you go, but you know that's the answer. Yeah, and they know that is the answer, but they can't access the answer. That's the thing. Why aren't they accessing the answer? So I'm not. It's not rocket science to give them the answer. It's about giving them that mindset that seems to prevent them from, from getting to that answer, seems to prevent them from accessing that answer. Oh, well, I'll go to the gym tomorrow. Oh, it's a bit late, it's cold, it's wet outside. Yeah. It's, I don't know, whatever, we all do these things, don't we? And, and yet, if you have your goals laid out clearly and you have your dream uh, sort of written out in your mind, you know, uh, with good clarity, with good definition, um, then you will extend that motivation. There'll be a, an extended push and you'll do what you want to do more. So what's the most common way in which you work with people that want to achieve something? The approach that you take, what's the most common one? That's a great uh, question because I can answer that straight away by saying it's goal setting. It's finding out and, and it's breaking down that goal. So. I will use goal setting, but then I will use hypnosis and stuff like that within the goal setting to, to get the mindset to work with that goal. But it's vital you, you define your goal properly and understand why you're doing it. And then once you've done that, too many people just focus on the goal. For instance, they might have a picture of themselves looking slim or a dress that they want and they will stick it on their computer yeah. or on their bedroom mirror or something like that. Yeah. And that's great, but you you know, you're just looking at your your target goal. And research has shown that the most effective form of goal setting is not focusing on the goal but focusing on the processes that get you to that goal. So do you suggest processes or yes. do you get them to suggest them for themselves? Oh. So I see what you mean. I said yes, because I suggest the sort of things, but it has to come from them. Because each person would have a different process. So let's say somebody's goal is to achieve a certain um, weight, okay. let's say. Yeah? Uh, so you get them, I get them to place that in the present tense as if they've already achieved it, because that's very important. That's their target goal. Then, then you bring that down, say, what are the steps? What steps would you need to, to achieve in order for that goal to come true, 100% come true. What would have to occur then, and you're asking about the, 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 you know, do you get them to look at the processes, Alex? Well, then they do. So that I say to them, what would you need to do? What do you need to do to get there? 
and they might say, well, I need to eat this, I need to go to the gym this number of times, I need to do additional exercise and walking that number of times, I, you know, and, and anything else that they, they find, I need to do some mindset exercises, whatever it is that they put down. So we break it down into those, what I call step goals, the target goal broken down to step goals, then I take it one level further into action goals. What actions would have to occur for each of those steps? to be obtained. And if you just focus on the actions, you'll get every step. If you get every step, you'll get your goal. Because you said, if you did all of that, 100% you would achieve your goal. Um, and I've got a book which breaks that process down called, uh, if you think you can, you can. Um, and, and, and it breaks it all down, plus some more. It's got bits on motivation and things like that. Uh, and, and, and it's an e-book as well, and, and, and a physical book. So that's kind of neat and, and kind of handy, and, and, and that really works well for whatever you're doing. Certainly for sports, but it doesn't really matter. You know, whatever you're trying to achieve. Do you find the mindset to be cyclical at all? Where I know, with me personally, there are times where I'm hitting the gym good, I'm eating right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm not drinking that much, and then all of a sudden. You kind of fall off a cliff, and then and then you kind of got to go through the the trail a little bit and work your way back up, and it's and it's sort of like a wave. Do you find that at all? And if so, how do we stay at the top yeah. of the of the peaks and not and, and when we do fall, how do we mm. kind of quickly recover? <laughs> okay. Firstly, yeah, I think life is cyclical, isn't it? Yeah. And then you say, how do we stay at the top of the peaks? I think it's impossible for anybody to really stay always at the top of the peak. It's trying to be up there as much as you can. Do you think the longer you're at the top of that peak, the harder it is, the higher that peak becomes? It can be like that, or it can become the norm. Yeah, and so I mean, so the, it's the norm, and then, so the peak, what was the peak is then the norm, therefore there's another peak. Oh, yeah, if you then want to extend it, there will be another peak. If you're happily cruising along, yeah. and you say life's good like that, and that's down to you. Mm. You know, I mean, no professional athlete would accept that they're going to cruise along. They'd always want to go better because their competition is always going better. If they've got to where they want to be and, and you know, they're top of their game and number one in the world, let's say, there's always someone breathing down yeah. their neck. You, you can't be complacent. You can't stop. But I, so for them, yes, it's raising the bar all the time because you see Olympic records and world records being broken, broken, broken all the time, being broken. You know, less and less so maybe or they're being broken perhaps a better way of saying it's by by minutiae of seconds yes. or, or weights or heights or whatever it happens to be that the sport happens to be but they certainly you know they are being progressed but I think for the everyday person it's just about maintaining things and it's about uh, a balanced life too do you always want to be in that gym all the time do you, do you want to not have a relaxing time, a chill out time, go to a party, have a few drinks. I mean, if that's what you want, that's fine. But, it, you, you know, if, if you want to have a, a fairly regimented, strict life, that's fine. But if you want to have a rounded life where you incorporate a little bit of this and a little bit of that, it's always going to be about balance. And you're always going to go along and bump along a little bit. And I think the more important thing, rather than saying, well, how do I sort of stay at the top is what are the things, when I notice a little bit of a slide, which is going to be natural, what are the best things that generally generally pick me up then and take me back up to where I want to be. And, and is a slide a slide? Sometimes it's a respite, sometimes it's good. So yeah. you, you, if you think about it as a slide, you could think about that in a negative way. But it, if you call it a breather, then that's sort of more positive. Mm -hmm. So it depends on, you know, on, 
your on your focus of, of that. I don't know if that answers. No, that, yeah, it does. That I'm question. sure some of it almost depends on the internal monologue you have with yourself. As well, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and what is causing it? Because there might be other stuff. There might be stresses in your life. You know, supposing you you just had a relationship breakup or something like that. But you know, some it's interesting. Some people will go hell for leather, won't they? If uh, an issue like that happens, they'll get all regimented and disciplined, and they'll say, "I couldn't control that, but what I can control, I'm going to control to the nth degree." And they get back in there and they just go. Uh, 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 and they're with it, and, and, and they're getting it, they're getting whatever it is that they want, whereas others crumble. So, you know, the, the thing that's outside of their control and their life collapses, like, say, well, let's use the relationship example, and then other things crumble. So they go the opposite way. And, and again, it's learning to lift that back up again. Equally, it would be a bit crazy if you were so, so overly disciplined that you were almost damaging yourself and neglecting yourself in other areas to be focusing on control at all costs. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, you laugh, Alex. Why does that bring back a memory? Or, or no, it's, it's just an interest. It's just interesting to listen to. Yeah. I think it is down to the individual whether when something goes wrong, how they react to it. Mm. And I think some people handle things a lot better than others. Exactly. But it's quite hard to predict who's going to handle what. In, mm. in which different way mm. no dead, dead right so um, you know those are the things that I do <clears throat> and I also teach teach this as well yeah. so I, I run courses for people who want to be therapists or personal development consultants or, or whatever they, they tend to major in hypnosis or hypnotherapy but in London and, and Brighton or Brighton ones I do in Lewis and Milton Keynes uh, I do a one-year course. It's a um, Department for Education validated course. It's not something I've just created myself. So um, they're proper proper courses with proper qualifications at the end of the day. And they equip people to, to come out and be hypnotherapists, to be um, NLP consultants. Uh, I don't know if you know what NLP is, Neuro Linguistic Programming, which okay. is has been used in business a lot. And, is that where, uh, sort of how like the neural networks work in our mind? Yeah, it, it's, the, it's, it's the combination of um, how we think and how that makes us feel and how it makes us behave. So the neuro is the, is the mind, the linguistic is the language, so that could be other people's language or it could be your own inner self-talk which can be um, beneficial or it can be self-limiting. And the programming is how that combination of those two together program you to act in a certain way, whether that be positive or negative. So with NLP, they've, they've looked at the combination of all of these things and they've noticed patterns. And then they say, well, if you emulate a positive pattern, you'll get a positive result. I mean, generally, if you're going downhill, and I'm talking about downhill in a negative uh, way right now. If you're going downhill, then you're, you're, it's negative patterns that, that are coming in, and you've got to alter those and change them. So, do you have someone that you see for personal development? Do you have someone that does hypnosis, hypnotherapy, development work? For oh, you? me, yes. Uh, we all. Um, you, it's, it's important to sort of be self accountable and to do the same thing. And so Within the group of trainers that we have, who train the, the hypnotherapy and personal development courses, 
um, every now and then we'll get together and we'll, we'll give out something. Oh, I've just been feeling this, I've just been going through that. And it, it's interesting because even though you might know the answer, somehow somebody else sitting in there with you and working through it with you makes it more applicable or that you will apply it more. So, uh, that, again, another great question, and I think it's important. Um, whatever we do, you know, you should, you should never stop learning. And I'm in the, in the field of that inner world. And so my inner world, it's, it's not going to be perfect, but it's got to be as good as it can be. Otherwise, how can I support other people yeah, without absolutely. that? So you mentioned hypnotherapy a couple mm. of times. Can mm. you sort of introduce us to that topic? What exactly <laughs> is it and, and how does it affect someone's mindset? Okay. Um, if we look at hypnosis, because a lot of people think of hypnotherapy and hypnosis like uh, on stage and in theatres and pubs in this country and where you have the, the hypnotist comes in and gets people to bark like dogs and eat onions thinking they're apples, <laughs> all these sort of things, or cluck like chickens. And so you get this concept of, of hypnosis is somebody's casting a spell on you, someone's got control of you, making you do things that you normally would not do. And I say all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So you look at just that label, hypno hypnosis, that tag, hypnosis. And uh, the, to me, it, if you are watching TV, if you are driving a car down a, a road that is very familiar to you, if you are sitting in a cafe having a coffee and reflecting in a daydreamy way on something, you are in a, a hypnotic state. Hypnosis is, is to me, is, is the narrowing down of the focus of your attention and to almost a, a singular state, i.e. the singular daydream or the television. Because if you look at that television, when you first walk into the room, if you notice a TV, you might notice all the things around the TV. And then, when you get engaged with the program, even though your eyes can see all of that, your brain dismisses it. So you're becoming more singular. And that's what hypnosis is. So it, 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 that external chatter goes away if you're using it therapeutically. So if you see what it's doing when you're watching TV, what it's doing when you're actually applying it in a therapeutic or a sports setting or something like that is that you are getting somebody very internally focused so that just those words, just that conversation, just that thought is being punched in quite deeply and the other chatter that is normally around the daytime that says, no, I can't, oh, that's difficult, mm. oh, how could I do that, etc., etc., that tends to be parked. And, and the, 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 the singular chatter, the singular concept yeah. is placed into you and you tend to access it and work on it. Does, yeah. that, does that explain so, so it? It, it, it? I can feel like that could have lots of benefits for a, yeah. a lot of people in, in all sorts of circumstances, whether it be sports or business, uh, especially when they feel mm. stressed out or mm. overwhelmed or yeah, something. Yeah. What, how does someone even get into it or, or begin to learn about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, one is through, uh, this is a company I have is called Training Alliance Group. Um, the Training Alliance Group has the, uh, uh, obviously it's got the acronym TAG, which is kind of handy. So we've got Training Alliance Group and then we have TAG Academy, which, which teaches you how to get involved in it. So if you want to get involved in it, you go on Training Alliance website, you look at TAG Academy. 
if you want to, you know, interested in sports, there's tag sports performance. Um, there's tag tag uh, business or tag corporate. Um, there's tag life skills. There's tag. So we sort of split it down. So the, you know, the brand is tag. Yeah. Training Alliance Group, and then we split into the, the, the mini brands. So yeah, if, if you want to, I'm not the only one, yeah. but on my on my website, interestingly enough, because look, somebody might be in some other part of the world, or they might not be in London or Brighton or, or Milton Keynes, and they might want to train in this. So I, there's a free download that says, what should you look for if you want to get involved in this? What are the pitfalls? Because there are so many schools out there that... that don't, don't follow, they don't have yeah. high standards, they, they just make their own course, they do this, that and the other. Some are just online and it's a really dangerous thing. You're letting somebody with supposed qualifications go out and, and uh, work with someone's mind. Yeah. That, that's, that's probably why there might be some hesitation on yeah. some people as well. So I say, look for this, look for that, look for that. This is quite a deep um, multi-page page download, yeah. a PDF on all the sort of pitfalls and the things to look for and the advantages should you want to do a course you know not not just mine and hopefully if people are interested they live in london they want to, to do mine do it but you know it's very unbiased because it's you, know, you might live in bangladesh and want to do it you might okay. live in, in florida yeah. you might live in malaysia and um yeah anyway and you know you've got these courses you you want to look at them so yeah you That's can. great. So now we're going to switch to a little different section of the podcast yeah. uh, where we bounce some rapid-fire questions off of you. Good. So these should be these should be fun. Um, so what is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? First thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> After your morning ablution. <laughs> After that. Yeah. After that, right. Shower. Shower. I, yeah, yeah, it's always. You take a cold shower or no? <laughs> yeah, I was born in Malaysia, born up in Malaysia, and the water there um, is about thirty degrees in old money, ninety degrees um, in in Fahrenheit, thirty yeah. degrees centigrade. I, I am nesh. It's a northern expression. Nesh, feeble with cold. I do not like cold. Fair enough. So yeah, <laughs> uh, a nice warm because it wakes you up. It gets you ready for the day. For me, a shower is just. Poof, it's yeah. it's my hypnosis as well. It's a little bit of something else. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what is one purchase that you've made in the last, let's say six to 12 months under a hundred pounds. That's really had a positive impact on your life. Positive impact on my life. Um, okay. Uh, it was about 15 pounds, I think. And it was a book. Um, why zebras don't get ulcers. And it's quite, it's quite, um, detailed it's a, a difficult read but it's about stress and how stress impacts on you uh, why it does and the sort of things that you can do about it it's well researched it's written by um, an American I, I forget his name now but I remember the um, the book and and it's got zebras dancing around um, with, with in the way of I think it was Matisse the French artist did a picture called the dance and it had, it's quite a modern painting with people holding hands and dancing. Yeah. He's got the zebras doing the same. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. You kind of answered my next question, which was going to be what was uh, what would be a book recommendation. So I'm going to go ahead and, and take your word for it. That yeah, yeah, it's well. okay. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all, all my book. If you think oh, you yeah. can, you can. Fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Um, there you go, I've answered that one as well. And then the last question we have for you today is what is bad advice you hear most often um, in your profession? 
It could be something simple or something mm. complex. Um, bad advice. I think people get... It's probably to do with hypnosis, and they just get too detailed. You notice my explanation was quite simplistic. Yes. And, and, and they turn around and they say hypnosis is, is many things. It's this and it's that and it's the other. And I, uh, uh, they put up a sort of concept of it that makes you think that there's control. There's no control because, to me, all hypnosis, and I think I did mention this before, is self-hypnosis. If someone... You see, it's you taking on board somebody's words. So if I am the hypnotist, if you like, I'm saying to you, relax, you know, get into a nice, deep, comfortable state. And you're saying, okay, I agree with those words. I will relax and get into a nice, deep, comfortable state. And when I'm in this state, I will, um, when I go to the gym, I'm going to perform better. You agree with all those words. So who's hypnotizing you? You're just taking my words, but you're using them. So you're hypnotizing yourself. And I think, so... The answer to the question is making something that actually is quite simple, incredibly complex. <laughs> Hypnosis is, is not that Fair, and That's probably uh, the answer for a lot of uh, different industries that, <laughs> now that I think about it. Um, but, Rob, it was great having you on today. We really appreciate it. Uh, just so anyone, everyone can find you if they want to reach out, you said uh, you have a uh, your website. Yeah, tra trainingalliancegroup.com um, or .co.uk. .com is probably the better one because that's the the latest what we've just finished that that website done it on the top dot com one so yeah they can get me through that trainingalliancegroup.com okay great well again thank you so much thank for coming on thank you guys it was great thanks a lot hey everyone Steph here co-founder of Gay Sweat and sponsor of the Sweatcast Gay Sweat wants to make discovering sports simple so we've created a sports marketplace that allows users to easily discover and book sports and fitness near them. No more scrolling through Google, trying to find your local facilities. GoSweat lets you search for exactly what you want, where and when you want it. From silent disco boot camps to candlelit yoga and even Quidditch, we've got it all. For 20% off all GoSweat activities, enter the discount code SWEATCAST at checkout. Happy sweating!